0: Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, is Armstrong
1: and Getty.
0: Clothing brand Old Navy on Friday launched a virtual Santa boot camp to train mall Santas on how to deal with outrageous gift requests, like gas.
1: <laughs> gas is expensive, you see.
0: I just said gasoline. That punchline. Gas is like you mean intestinal gas? Ga- ga- oh 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 oh! Like gas for my car.
1: I just saw it's a record high national average for gas at three forty. If you're in California, if you had a station that had 340 gas, you'd have a line six thousand cars long waiting to fill yes. up.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, the national
1: average high, and no, and and nobody says anything about it. Nobody says, "Hey, wait a second, how come our gas is two dollars more than the rest of the country?" Because well, of taxes that are wasted on all kinds of crap. Anywho, I just came across this poll about Black Friday. Most Americans still believe in Black Friday, whatever that means. And dislike
0: the month-long sales. I believe in Black Friday, Jack. Don't you? (laughs) Isn't that how you get on the Polar Express by clicking your heels three times and saying, I believe in Black Friday. It's been a while since I've read the book. Maybe I'm misremembering.
1: I feel like we got to do our little Black Friday speech.
0: (laughs) Are you talking about us or the king? The king of Black Friday.
1: Well, the king of Black Friday. We always like the king of Black Friday. He right. he waited in line at Best Buy. Is that what he did? They're looking for that.
0: Um, uh, how could that be missing? I don't what know. I, I'll I would understand. like to find that person, I know. and I will I will take their head, I don't, and I, don't. I will squeeze it in a vice. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Yes, anymore. I will. I
1: don't know how that happens either. Uh, but uh, so Black Friday is now like a month of people claiming there are Black Friday deals. Whatever the freak that means, it's just pre-Christmas sales. It's just It's the same thing that's... Always has and always will happen.
0: <laughs> Jack, you know, Black Friday was a day when retailers would actually be in the black for the year traditionally because the Christmas shop blah, blah, blah. It was never true. Which it was never true. It's like Kyle Rittenhouse is a militia member. There's never a shred of truth to it.
1: So uh, the whole Black Friday thing was never, never, never really true to begin with. And now it's even sillier than it ever has been to be followed up by in a few days. The dumbest of all things, Cyber Monday.
0: (laughs) Yes, it it makes the dumbness of Black Friday look like non-dumbness. Because people shop at work because they have better Internet speeds at work. Well, if they have any Internet at all at home. (laughs) Which is
1: why people shop online on Cyber Monday. Who has got better Internet at work than they have at home? Anybody? I don't think so. Not me i know whatever uh the pe- people still believe believe in black friday i i don't even know where to start with it i don't even know what that
0: means do you believe in black friday <laughs> if you see a price you like buy it if you don't wait i i don't know do whatever you I want. don't care do whatever you want <laughs> buy magic beans on your way to the to sell your cow i don't i don't care i didn't
1: think it was interesting though a third of shoppers who were interviewed for this black friday survey a third want stores to mandate masks And half want them to, was it half? No, it was 28% want them to continue to limit the number of customers in the store. I I have run into that recently. I don't shop there. I go somewhere else. Sorry store. If there's, if there's a line because you're only allowing so many people in, I ain't buying nothing there.
0: No way. That's ridiculous. Boy, and a third of people want a mask mandate. I see that, and at the very least, I say, "Are you blanking, kidding me?" I know. If I have to go in, I will. Generally, I have to go back to my car because it never even occurs to me to have a mask in my pocket. And all
1: the stores I go to, it's absolutely you have to wear a mask. Not even. That's because you
0: live in a liberal enclave.
1: Yeah, there was like a two-week period where you didn't have to wear a mask in my county. And it was so freeing and everything like that last summer. But it went away quickly. I don't know when it'll come back. But uh the whole, you only have so many people in the store. Oh, whatever. What the hell ever. Yeah. This is the Nike outlet yesterday. And they got a special line. They've got these cones up and everything. So people will walk in this door and out that door to oh, oh whatever. Whatever. Oh,
0: because you can't pass somebody in the blink of an eye. Because, of course, the CDC says... A uh, a significant encounter is like within four feet for 15 minutes. So, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Hold on. This makes no sense whatsoever. It's like a superstitious ritual in the year 1300. And yet it endures. And for how long? Where are the guidelines for how long this lasts? Is it about cases? It is about hospitalizations. It's about deaths. What's, the, what is it about, friends? Right. Please tell me and I will obey your ever wise dictates.
1: So that's the interesting thing about emergency powers. And this has been true for thousands of years. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about Mubarak in Egypt or probably Caesar in Rome or Gavin Newsom in California. You enact these emergency powers. And then guess what? There's no criteria for when you lift them. There's a school-wide mask mandate in California and lots of states. Everybody, every kid has to wear a mask in school. It's, it's the law. Um, what's the criteria for lifting that? Yeah. Nobody knows. There isn't one. They haven't, they haven't come up with one.
0: That's funny. I was just, it was probably a week, week and a half ago. I was reading a couple of things about how in uh, most European countries, they're not having the kids wear masks at all. They'd completely gone away from that because there's no need for it. There's no, there's no use in it. Um, But now, the story this week is that uh, all the Euro countries are locking down like crazy. Some of them, you can't leave your damn house if you haven't vaccinated. They've just gone completely the other direction. So it's just so haphazard. And then, you know, the other thing is, uh, the the really hard-hit states right now in the U.S., and there was only one I could come across that I think is having any sort of concern about the hospitals being overrun, and that's Minnesota. But it's a bunch of northern blue states that have been super lockdown-y. Okay, now they're getting hammered. And how it hasn't occurred to uh, humanity at this point, it comes and it goes, it goes and it comes. You lock down for a while, you think you're ahead of it, then all of a sudden it washes over you. I don't care where you are. This bastard is going to be with us for the the end of time. I'm hoping it mutates to be less deadly, and so it's just an annoyance. But this is, oh, Lord help me, the new normal. Deal with it. Figure out what sort of life you want in this context. Quit talking about emergency powers. It's not an emergency. It's the the way it is. Thanks, China, by the way. And or bats of louse, which we haven't gotten to yet.
1: No, we haven't. There's a new uh, theory on where the uh, the
0: whole thing may have started. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing for my new, well, we're we're kind of bluegrass metal. We play metal songs, bluegrass instruments. We call ourselves the Bats of Louse. <laughs> well, we used to. We can't anymore.
1: Michael, can you play clip 71 while we're on the topic? Because I, f- I found this pretty darn interesting.
2: Another report that's just come out in the journal Science suggests that the original WHO investigation into the origins of COVID was fundamentally flawed chronologically, and that many of those early cases had nothing to do with the Wuhan wet market, which is the narrative China was pushing for so long. And what that suggests is that patient zero is still a long way from being found, and the lab leak theory remains a very real possibility.
1: Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. So we're a well, of course long freaking way from figuring out who patient zero is. Yeah,
0: yeah. And give me 70, Michael. Come on,
2: come on. In a cave a thousand miles from Wuhan lives a colony of bats carrying a coronavirus 97% genetically identical to the virus now responsible for killing millions of people. But nothing had connected these bats to the Wuhan Institute of Virology until now. Based on U.S. government documents released under Freedom of Information Act, viral samples from those bats were being collected and sent to the Wuhan lab to study right up until a few months before the pandemic began, a direct link between the two. Uh,
0: question, uh, may, are we taking questions? I have a question. Why did it take a Freedom of Information Act inquiry to get this information? Because some bureaucrat was covering her ass, no yeah. doubt.
1: Yeah. We're a long way from figuring out. We'll probably never know what went on in China.
0: Don't trust China. If
1: they if they collapse like the Soviet Union did, there's a possibility that we get access to some archives or something like that years from now. Sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll probably never know what's going on in China. I worry that we'll never find out what was going on with Fauci and uh,
0: Daszak? Dazak
1: and, and others, and to what level we were funding this and knew what was going on and hit it and all that sort of stuff. that That's crazy troubling. I hope we get to the bottom of it. And then finally, have the, this discussion as Americans, as a country, do we think it's a good idea to continue to do this, to make really scary, dangerous viruses so we can study them? Because it looks like, while it seems like a good theory, we don't have the ability to contain them.
2: Mm,
0: yeah. Yeah, One final comment on that story. Uh, they mentioned that the virus from the Laotian caves 97% genetically similar. I have no idea if that's close or not in the world of virology. I don't either. I remember hearing that chimpanzees are like 98.8% the same as humans or 99% or whatever it is. It's just that very last bit that, uh, well, I'm not nearly as hairy as most chimps. Um hairier than some. <laughs> well one of my them, feet don't function as hands.
1: One of you I mean you can vote, but you have to get a job, the other one you can just sit around eating bananas
0: all day long. Right. And nits. You get uh angry at somebody, you chuck your feces at them. Difference of one percent. Right. Huh? Right. I'm a one percenter. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> at least in the primate world. Armstrong and get
1: I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. Are you tired of gulping down the lying filth of the mainstream media? Yeah, we are, too. We try to tell you the truth every single day. Gulping down lying filth.
1: Wow. Nobody wants to sound dumb. Our goal is to help you not sound dumb. We'll inform you, and it'll be fun at the same time. You have to choose between entertainment and information. Combine them both with the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Four episodes available every day via the iHeartRadio app or wherever you download your podcasts.
1: Uh, the CDC is back at it, so they, uh, they determine whether or not your, uh, your tenant has to pay rent or not. They also determine what language we're supposed to use now. They've got new suggestions for language that they're sending out to all healthcare, everything. Lots of words like equity, inclusive, intersectional, diversity, that sort of
0: stuff. Oh, boy, the critical theorists are are on the march.
1: Many of the suggestions from the CDC, which is supposed to deal with diseases, but they recommend switching from calling someone uh, a prisoner or a criminal or an inmate to using softer descriptive words, such as people who are incarcerated or detained. The Um, CDC? This is from the CDC. The CDC says anyone who is disabled should be referred to as people with disabilities. How do you think... You've moved the oh ball down God. the field toward good by making those kinds of changes. Um, but this, this, I, some of this stuff I actually, this, th- that I think does nothing. Some of this stuff I think does harm. Drug addicts should now be referred to as persons with substance use disorder. Uninsured people should be referred to as people who are medically underserved. Why? Oh, for goodness. I'm, un, I'm uninsured sakes. or I'm insured. If you call me uninsured, it doesn't do me any damage.
0: It's amazing how consistently this stuff moves from clarity to obfuscation, to fuzziness, and from, like, active words everybody understands to long, jargony phrases in the passive voice, if you're into the, I don't the language. I don't understand
1: why the CDC feels they need to get into this at all, but... Uh, other suggested changes include avoiding referring to people as their race or ethnicity, such as blacks, Hispanics, and whites, instead of using racial, instead start using racial groups such as black persons, Hispanic persons, and white persons. Okay. Latinx has been proposed, even though, as Joe brought us last week, Hispanic people either have not heard of it or don't like it. But,
0: White, it's a tiny, tiny percentage of Hispanic people who have any interest in the term.
1: But white grad school kids are going to tell Hispanic people what they should be called,
0: whether they like it or not, which... And how stupid their language is. <laughs> silly, silly brown people we will educate you.
1: On the political side, the CDC instructs healthcare workers to avoid using illegal aliens, illegal immigrants, foreigners, or any term that alludes to the criminality of illegally crossing the border, even though it is a crime to cross the border. I threw that in. Suggested instead are terms like people with undocumented status or non-U.S. citizens. Oh, people
0: with undocumented status.
1: There's also a strong emphasis from the CDC on um biological sex terms. So they're telling doctors and nurses, for instance, if you're going to refer to my son, you wouldn't say, how's he doing? You'd say, how are they doing? You don't want to assign a gender to someone with a he or a she. Please oh, no, do not, not use gendered language to uh, to address everyone. That's what the CDC is telling doctors now. How not how to treat a disease, right here, but to not refer to him or
0: her. To k- the Centers for Thought Control.
1: How's your mom doing? She doing okay? Last time I
0: saw her, no, 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 no. <gasps> oh, how, dare how dare you? you. Oh, dare how dare you? How dare you? She's
1: a birthing person who chest fed me, and <laughs> <laughs> she's a thing. <they.
0: laughs> Oh, these people are so clownish and yet, yet their, their doctrines are being spread through the schools.
1: Wow. Consider using terms that are inclusive of all gender identities for parents to be an expected parents. Wow. So the whole going in to find out the gender of your baby, which was its own kind of controversial thing when the science got to where it could do that. Now it's going back the other direction. Where they don't worry, ref- they're not gonna. They can't look at. i had never even thought about this, but clearly this needs to go away. And the CDC's jumping into it. You can't have doctors
0: or nurses doing that little thing where they put it on the belly and say, "Wait a minute, I'm I'm getting a really good image. I'm getting a good image. Oh, is it a boy or a girl? Oh, they am a baby. <laughs> but is it a boy baby or ba- they
1: am a it baby? It
0: am them are babyhood embodied i guess you'd it's a, say it's a got a penis or what i guess you'd say they
1: have a penis you wouldn't it's, want to say he has a penis it's a human it's a penis human a boy no
0: i'm not comfortable with that i'm turning off the machine click wow
1: i hadn't even thought about that but clearly that's the next step in the cdc the freaking cdc this is the federal government recommending this And then finally on their website, it now says, To build a healthier America for all, we must confront the systems and policies that have resulted in the generational injustice that has given rise to health inequities.
0: Of calling a boy a boy. You people have lost your freaking minds.
1: You're crazy. You people are crazy. But you seem kind of like you might be winning the day. I hope not. I mean, they're, they're the ones in charge of the CDC
0: right now. They're the ones in charge of the schools where our little children are getting indoctrinated every single day. And and moms and dads, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, birthing people and sperm donors. You need to be asking them that are childs, people who identify as childs, what are they teaching you at school these days about white people and black people? What are they teaching you? Do they Do you ever hear the word equity? Ask your kids these things, because I guarantee you, if they are in public schools, there's a very good chance they're getting indoctrinated. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and
2: Joe Getty. I a personal privilege, this Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: So we got on the topic of presidential heights for some reason during the Armstrong and Getty Show today.
0: Well, yeah, I was fantasizing about uh, James Madison uh, returning from the dead and uh, hacking up people around the Capitol. And no no secret service, you don't need to come see me. <laughs> it's a spinning in the grave type reference.
1: And, oh, and the, the then we were talking about how, how
0: physically diminutive James Madison was and how he probably wouldn't really get very far. Not only was he our... Shortest president at 5'4, James
1: Madison was our lightest president. I now have the weights. So we went through the tallest presidents, Lincoln the tallest, then LBJ, then Trump. Those are your top three. Uh, your shortest presidents were, uh, James Madison, Benjamin Harrison, Martin Van Buren, 5'4, 5'6, 5'6. But anyway, so they got the weights. I don't know how they came up with these. And also the BMIs based on the weights oh, and weights. There you go. Everybody I think knows who's a fan of presidential history knows william howard taft was our biggest president he was 332 he had a bmi of 42.3 that's a high bmi yeah it is i'm not real up on bmis but it's it's got to be anything over 29 is considered obese shut up i know and it's dumb and to get down to not being obese you have to be freaking skinny yeah on the bmi chart
0: so i'll leave the bmi alone then but um, it doesn't matter But Taft, uh, known for being fat, better than being known for heading up all three branches of government. Chief Justice of the Supreme Court and uh, President Pro Tem of the Senate, right? I didn't know the third one there. I knew he was in the Supreme Court, but... He was a senator, anyway. If I'm Mm -hmm. wrong, sue me. Uh, Didn't know Grover Cleveland was a big old boy. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I can picture him, big old mustache, big old fat face. 275 Woo. back at a time when everybody wasn't 275
1: where half your friends were not 275 or dang close i mean you would have stood out at 275 back then mckinley was 233 zachary was- taylor two thirty man we went through a period of time there mid late 1800s where we were electing some big
0: old boys now zachary taylor i, I picture him being kind of thin-faced but he's a-, he's a big boy huh he just didn't gain weight on his face i guess was Grover Cleveland the one that was reputed to be, uh he'd prefer to date fellas? I don't, I don't like think that. so. I don't nah, think that's him. No, nah, I'm thinking of somebody else. Was it Hoover? Oh, it was whoever it was. It was somebody around uh, the time of uh, Andrew Jackson because he, he made the reference to uh, uh, Aunt Nancy and Miss Fancy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who that was. Though. So, it doesn't uh, matter. Teddy Roosevelt, 237. Another fat boy. Pretty big guy. I, I think he get, had a fat, big old horse to ride him around. Trump they got at 245.
1: I believe it. Chester A. Arthur 238. Man, we had some big presidents back in today. Clinton's 234. Clinton was a big old fat boy. Still, well, he got skinny after his heart attack, right? How tall a guy was Clinton? 6'2",
0: I think. Huh, I just looked yeah. that up. I tell you what. Yeah, 6'2". You had another inch or two of height. To the same fat guy. Uh, that's a lot. I mean, like, if I were... I'm about 5'10 at this point. Um, if I were 6 foot, I would probably weigh at my current weight. I'm about 200 pounds right now. Um, I'd probably be 215, 220, don't you think? Yeah,
1: height adds a lot of weight. No doubt
0: yeah. about it. Yeah.
1: Um, what do you mean at this point?
0: Are you shrinking? Uh, yeah, I used to be 5'11. You've shrunk an entire inch? Well, That's not possible. Well, now, remember... It can be a tenth of an inch, and you know you're no longer five eleven. But uh, no, it's it's uh, it's a significant amount. Yeah, are <gasps> you sure you haven't? I'm
1: absolutely pretty positive. How I know exactly how much I've shrunk because mm. I had myself laser measured for chemotherapy. Oh, that's right. Uh and I had uh, I'd been calling myself six one my whole life, but I was really six foot and three quarters. Ah, um, hyperbole. So if I had any shoes on whatsoever, I was one,
0: but uh, I'm six foot and a quarter inch now, so I've lost a half an inch. Yeah, I've never been laser measured, so I-, I couldn't tell you that. I just know for my entire life going to the doctor, they'd say 5'11", blah, 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 and then uh all of a sudden they started saying 5'10". Huh. I said, wait a minute, I know James Madison over here, let me see that thing. Yeah, Ground okay. down by life, is that it? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. And you just uh, compressed, my vertebrae are compressed, and just my feet are flat, and my, my hips are wore out. <laughs> <laughs> Is it gravity that just pulls us down? Well, more or less, yeah.
1: Yeah. So if you, like, if you hung upside down to sleep at night,
0: would you get taller? Like a bat? Mm-hmm. I don't know, that's an interesting question. I've actually considered getting those, uh, what do you call them, the tables that tip you back, and you kind of hang upside down-ish? Inversion to do, tables. Or... To do what? Just to, to spend a certain amount of time a day on them. It's supposed okay. to be good for your back. stretches huh? out the muscles and takes pressure off the discs and stuff. How tall are you, Michael? 5'8". Five 5'8"? Eight. Five eight? Yeah. You'd tower over James Madison. Please. Oh, yeah. He'd be... He tried to look you in the eye, he'd be looking you in the nipples. Father of the Constitution.
1: You'd walk up to him and do that whole thing, and what's that on your shirt, and then hit him in the chin oh. with your finger. Oh, because you're 5'8", and he's 5'4". Because that's what you do to people who are shorter than you, don't you know? Yeah,
0: victimize them. <laughs> I would love to be taller. <laughs> you would? Yeah. How do you
1: think that would have affected your life if you were taller in any way? Outside of like, once you get past high school, would there have been any advantage to being 5'10", as opposed to 5'8"?
2: I do think if you're taller, you're more
1: confident. Hmm. Definitely. It could be.
0: Plus, the percentage of women who will not date a man shorter yes. than them is significant. 5'8",
1: is tall enough, though. There aren't that many
0: dames out there taller than 5'8". Well, maybe Michael's dreamed of dating giantesses. I think you're being dismissive of his pain. I don't appreciate it. Giantesses. Ah, Boy. I wish up Donald there. J. Trump, LBJ, or Abe Lincoln were here to
1: whoop your ass. Our slimmest presidents by BMI, which the, the, that part about BMI is it does combine height and weight. Mm-hmm. Um, John F. Kennedy was only at 22.6 at 182 pounds Because he was over 6 foot tall That's interesting He was also ill with quite a few maladies mm-hmm. Barack Obama thin 180 T.J. Obama Thomas Jefferson Chase no slaves
0: around I'll keep the weight off He's 181 Oh boy, always with the slaves uh, uh, you got to get to Link i got to believe Lincoln, his height Because he was thin as a beanpole Lincoln at 6'4, 185 That's a thin dude yeah. Uh
1: Coolidge light 166 William Henry Harrison 162 You get down to these weights in the modern world you don't know any dudes who are 160 in the modern
0: not, world not many
1: no no indeed Coolidge 160s Harrison 160s Franklin Pierce in the 160s John Tyler in the 160s Andrew Jackson who was
0: a badass was 154 Ain't the size of the dog in the fight Jack right mm, dot, nope. dot 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 and the lightest was the shortest
1: James Madison I could have wrestled him in high school cuz I was small myself 122 wow that's a silent? little fella that is a little fella you could just put him in your pocket and carry him around and ask him questions about the commerce clause or whatever you want to do i'm
0: pretty certain i was that big as a 12 year old really yeah yeah uh, i, I wrestled <laughs> at i wrestled at 103 as a freshman in high school
1: 1 17, I think, as a sophomore. Wow. And then uh, I think my junior year, I was like 120. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was
0: very very slim. Teeny little feller. (laughs) Did you you read uh, American
1: Lion, the book about Andrew Jackson? I did, by John Meacham. I did. I read the
0: whole thing. I hated it. No lions. Not even (laughs) that. Um, you ready? To do, there's, I'm down to the last page. There when, hasn't been a line yet. There when better does be a Andrew lion on, Jackson fight the lion? Better be a lion on this last page. Nope, no lions. <laughs> but it was something, man. His childhood, starving poor, virtually nobody to look out for him as a kid. He, he fought his way through life. I mean, like serious bloody fighting. And then to, as soon as it was time for sword play, he'd, he'd go to hacking people or they'd hack him. He was just, his life, was, it made Joe Biden and his bent, rusty straight razors look like,
1: uh, you know, the chess club. All right. And uh, my favorite quote from Andrew Jackson, any regrets about your presidency? Yes, I regret that I did not kill John Calhoun, who was his <laughs> vice president. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now that's a, a quote. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty jack armstrong and joe getty sure depression. the armstrong and getty show uh we have a fair amount in the sound fridge uh what should we do with it i don't know clean it out clean it up, sound i think we uh, should tease something
1: to keep people through the podcast sure if we'll if you want. end with new song from springsteen and john mellencamp together i don't think they've ever collaborated wow in fact i i don't know this maybe you know it joe I'm I would have guessed that Springsteen didn't dig Mellencamp as kind of a Uh -uh. wannabe him. I would have guessed, but Uh -uh. I don't know. I don't
0: know that. That's an interesting thought. Never considered that. The guy who actually really turned me on to Bruce Springsteen in my youth was also a big John Mellencamp fan Okay, at the time.
2: Johnny Cougar
0: at the time. That's right, ridiculous, and he hated that stage name.
2: Hey guys, in an interview,
0: uh, Springsteen said he really likes Mellencamp. So okay,
1: well, yeah. then, see, i made a horrible assumption. We'll play well, there's a, a lot of... to like. We'll play a little yeah. of the song from the uh, the old couple of old men coming up here in a little bit.
0: Yeah, first uh, this is an odd story. Is it self explanatory, uh, Michael? Clip number four. Yeah, I, th- I think so. All right, let's play it. Pop the hood caught a squirrel red-handed right down here snacking on these wires. They told me that because the wires were chewed so close to the firewall, they had no option but to replace the entire wiring harness in the truck.
2: It went from oil-based to soybean-based. Well, it is great for the environment, so great, of course, that animals are attracted to that soybean-based insulation, so they chew through it.
0: Wow, so automotive wiring is now... The the, the uh, insulation is soybean-based. How long has it been that way? Wow. It's most, mostly new cars, but okay. I guess it's for
1: environmental reasons. Well, I've had problems with rodents anyway. Well, that's a squirrel, right? That's squirrel's a rodent? Yeah, um, I believe
0: so, yeah. I've had a problem with rats eating out they're, wiring. They're rats with fancier tails.
1: I've had a number of cars destroyed by uh, rats before they went soybean-based, so that's not going to help. Mm. Yeah, I man! if you leave a car parked for very long, rats will
0: eat up the wires. Always yeah. remember that. It's weird. Uh, hey, that we didn't do that Fallon new Bachelor host joke, did we? No. no. I like the sound of that. There's
1: oh, a new seasonette of The Bachelor?
0: Okay. Some entertainment news. ABC has named Jesse Palmer as the new host of The Bachelor.
1: Woo! Oh. Yeah, today, Jesse said, I've dreamed about this job ever since I found out how much it paid. (laughs) Yep, Jesse
0: Palmer is the new Bachelor host, but before he got hired, he and all the other candidates had to fill out an application, and the questions they asked were pretty interesting. For instance, a potential Bachelor host were asked, can you tell the difference between six different women named Lauren? (laughs) Uh, Next up, do you
1: have the stamina to work seven minutes a week? (laughs) Next up, are you comfortable putting crying drunk people in the back of a limo to the airport? <laughs> and finally, have you ever sat next to a screaming bassarette party and thought, I want to do this for a living? See, these are smart
0: questions yeah. for the bachelor.
1: So the old host of The Bachelor got run out over some like innocuous to me comment.
0: But he was Yeah, it doesn't even stand out. I can't I read about the story, but I can't remember what he said. It was, it was so it was a
1: minor funny. thing. Yeah. It had to do with race. It doesn't matter. It was a it was a nothing burger. He, but he yeah, lost he his wasn't jump. disapproving enough. That was yep. that was the yep. all it was. Yeah.
0: Yep. Ah, the old somebody laughed and he didn't, or, or he didn't tell them. I condemn that he, attempted humor. Yeah, he
1: got Billy Bush. Is what's happened. He was there when something happened that people didn't approve of, and he didn't stand up forcefully enough, and he lost one of the best gigs in show business over it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm scanning the uh the list. <sighs> you know, I, I hate to give Matt Gates any air. He was grilling the General Milley in front of Congress. He's so obviously trying to distract people from the fact that he's rapey.
1: Right. You know, he's, he's gr- be grandstanding
0: like crazy.
1: And technically he's rapey because he's having sex with underage girls, allegedly. Yeah. And that is
0: rape no matter what. Well, and, well... He was yes traveling and no. in different He's, states where it was legal, right? Well, and, or, he would be in a state where it's not legal to have sex with a 17-year-old. And, uh... No, wait a second. He was in a state where it was legal, and he would have girls brought in from where it's not legal, so he could, you know, wow. strip them, uh, you know, lawfully in that state. Wow. Yeah. 17-year-olds. Allegedly! Allegedly. So, no, we won't play that clip. Okay. Uh, uh, um, that's a heck of a noise.
1: Do you have restless anal else? syndrome?
0: Oh. <laughs> I don't know, but it's time we talk openly about restless anus syndrome. Anyway, uh, shall uh, speaking of musical sensations, shall we get to the new Bruce slash John Mellencamp sure. song? Let's dig it. It's called Wasted Days. I'm told it's a little depressing. How can a man watch his life go down the drain? How many moments has he lost today? And how much could ever see you The end is coming soon.
1: from a couple of well, old men.
0: Well, Robot new genre, dying old guy rock.
1: <laughs> now, I, you know, the, Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp could get together and do anything, and I would probably like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but geez, what's with the lyrics? If you heard two old guys saying that sort of stuff sitting on the porch, like if my dad and a friend of his were sitting on the porch saying, Oh, you can see the end. It's almost here. The Wasted Days. I think, Wow, geez, cheer up.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, make the most of these. Uh, coming up, we'll play an excerpt from One Foot in the Grave by Mick Jagger and Charlie Watt. What's that? By Mick Jagger. <laughs> Too late. Yikes.
1: Then we've got uh, What's the Point of This from Don Henley. Another good song.
0: I've Wasted My Entire Life by Bob Seger. Hmm.
1: Um, another giant hit from Who's an Aging Star. Can't have one pop into my head. They all age. Yeah, Bob Seger's a good one. Um, Fleetwood Mac out with uh, My Health is Failing Me. That's another good hit.
0: <laughs> I can hear the hot breath. Here, You don't hear hot breath. I can smell the hot breath of the Grim Reaper. by i don't know insert the recording artist of your choice
1: yeah i wish i could think of more older aging rockers just to to continue the gag going
0: but you got to make sure they're still about paul mccartney
1: i was gonna say tom petty could be he's dead yeah Yeah. paul mccartney with i'm in constant pain that's his new hit
0: jesus that's too much now so so you suck so was john Mellencamp saying i can
1: see the end it's almost here what the hell is that depressing (laughs) He had a song on his last album. It was a great tune, but it was the same vibe of everything I try to do now comes to nothing. I was just like, a dude. And then I try, compared try it. Try
0: bird watching. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I compared it, and it's just, you know, this is probably true for a lot of old people. I compared it to John Prine, one of my musical heroes, who unfortunately died of COVID last year. But he is an old man, too. And he just put out an album about... You know, how much fun he was having as an old guy and the things he plans to do in heaven when he dies, which is just a fantastic, when I get to heaven, I'm going to smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. I mean, he just, it was like up-tempo and and he's still enjoying himself. And then you got the John Mellencamp, Bruce Springsteen, life's almost over, what's the point? I can see the end. I wasted
0: my days, all of them are. So
1: is that just the two sides of the coin of being old? You might go one way, you might go the other. Maybe you feel different ways, different days, I don't know. I'm not that old yet, so
0: thank God. Yeah, it. there's probably some of that. And I'm just finding this really depressing. <laughs> One foot in the grave. <laughs> Should end it on the Grim Reaper joke. What, what did you call it? Old, old, uh, old. Dying old guy rock. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be a genre.
1: It might end up being a genre with uh, with uh all the musicians, all the most biggest musicians of back when you could make a, gazillion dollars becoming musician right right uh as they all get to the the, the very end maybe they're all gonna put out songs like this medicare know. won't cover my new crutches you know whatever
0: i'm trying to think of let's see what would robert plant of led zeppelin's song be
1: robert plant's got a new album out with allison krauss they're doing another one yeah. of those Supposed yeah. to be fantastic
0: yeah, interesting. Sometimes you combine uh, odd ingredients and it's disgusting. Sometimes it's uh, fabulous.
1: <laughs> Old Dying Guy Rock. See if that serious Channel has one of those.
0: Armstrong and Getty.